Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered ChampaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know I'm right on football destination draft day takeover. Nick Durst here, as always. Michael Rockman is taking a well-deserved trip of vacation down to Florida, rocking out in Florida. But it's all good because I got Joe Calabrese with me. Joe's making his return, of course, to Landry football after we had our incredibly successful NFL pregame show throughout the regular season. And joining us today is the gambling guinea himself coming to us live from tampa bay johnny v tv fellas what's going on what's up boys how we doing i'm ta- i'm jealous you're both in florida i gotta get there myself people have been Dubai, complaining bro. Dubai. That I, haven't- <laughs> I know i know uh, dude i'm never going back it's a vibe bro. It's a vibe. <laughs> I do, whatever, I do whatever the hell I want, when I want. I've got no... I was hoping you are going to be doing this this show from like a float in your pool or something. We we will. We will. We can't, you know, we will. We, we got to build up to it. We got to build up to it. And it's a little chilly out today. I mean, listen, I got I to gotta come out the whole no shirt on, nice bottle a nice bottle in my hand. We have to do it the right way. Today. <laughs> so why don't you, and um, we're going to get into some draft stuff here, but, you know, why don't you tell the listeners and viewers here, uh, about the big bet you won when you bet on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win the Super Bowl? Well, basically going into last football season, I really liked Tampa. I, I've been like – I've been somebody that loves to watch the Buccaneers for like the last 10 years because they've always put out great rosters. And heading into last year before I knew anything about Brady, I thought the Bucs could actually make a lot of noise because they had one of the most talented rosters in football. I thought Winston would take a big step in uh, year two of Bruce Arians' system if he had a chance. They had a ton of money. They had over $90 million in, in, um, in, in money to spend in free agency. And then I was like, okay, like, you know, we're, we're going to keep an eye on them because I think they might be able to make some noise. And then I'm hearing the winds of Tom Brady coming to Tampa in middle of March, right around when everybody's hearing about it. And then I'm like, huh, like, what are the odds looking like? So it was plus 3,500. And I'm like, wow, that's great value. Even if Brady doesn't go there, like I thought Winston would be the guy, you know, to take a shot. 
But then it, it's starting to become more of a thing. And I'm like, all right, like, well, let me get this bet in. And wouldn't you know what? I waited like half a day too long. The odds had already dropped from 3,500 plus 2,600, which is still great value. So I threw 150 bucks on them. That was like March 17th of last year. And then, so, you know, I'm already sitting on this bet. And then once they beat Washington, they were plus 900. And I was like, oh, wow, like, really? Because they didn't think, I guess, Vegas didn't think they were going to get past New Orleans or Green Bay to even get to the Super Bowl. So I'm like, all right, plus 900, let me throw another bet in. So basically two futures bets, you know, to combine for one big one for Tampa Bay to win the whole thing. I mean, like, I was on cloud nine, dude. Like, I was, I, there was at no point. So I, I actually tailgated outside the stadium. Um, it was it was it was crazy. They did from up up until four blocks into the stadium. It was just insane. I w- there was at no point I was sober from like noon to mid <laughs> the entire day. I was like I cannot watch this game if I don't have at least like thirty drinks in my system. So let's get to it. And uh, as they say, baby, cash money. What do you think about that, Joe? I mean, that's a great win. Big time. It's a great win. I I had a great – I had the my Gronk parlay in the Super Bowl that hit in the first half. Easy. Easy. It was was the easiest money I've ever made in my whole life because you knew that (laughs) Gronk had played, like, obviously played a couple Super Bowls. There were a couple Super Bowls he was hurt in. uh, But he's never really had a standout Super Bowl game. And with the way, like, the playoffs were going – and the way the Chiefs' defense was kind of looking, you kind of put two and two together. Uh, it was interesting because Chris, uh, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, they didn't really have a, a great individual Super Bowl game. The, the, the Super Bowl game was more uh, Burnett having a great game, Gronk having a great game, and Antonio Brown catching that touchdown too. Uh, but, yeah, that's, that's a, an amazing bet to win. It's great. They didn't, great you know what? They didn't need him, though. They didn't need him. It, it was great. You know, no, they didn't. If I, I was too, I, I was actually, we're going to go out to show me and my buddy. So we're going to have to go, go to Soho after. I don't know if you guys saw the video. So basically there's one spot. It's really the younger spot in Tampa. It's on, it's on South Howard. There's like, in like a three block radius, there's like seven bars and it's, it's a lot of fun. And like, there's a couple bars like right next to each other that a lot of like under 30 year olds go and it gets wild. And after, I guess during the game, because like, yo, I had I had a lot personally invested in this game, obviously. So I I wasn't going anywhere. I needed to focus and watch the game. Right. It turned out like, bro, the game was over after like five minutes into it. But after that, I was like, yo, if the Bucks win, like, let's go to Soho, let's go to South Howard, and we didn't end up going. But dude, if you saw the videos, you could look it up. The mayor, the mayor of Tampa, literally had a panic attack. She she like had a meltdown because it was just chaos. It was like Project X. I'm like, dude, it would have been <laughs> to be in that. Like, it was, cr- dude. There had to be five thousand people in like in like a two block radius, just piled on each other. And I'm like, oh my God, I missed out, man. I missed out. Yeah, so we'll we'll definitely talk about some uh, some future bets here um, because we got the draft coming up now. I guess we'll start you, Joe. If you were putting some money down here, who are you betting on to win the the offensive rookie of the year? I think a lot of people are going to put the money on Lawrence. I don't know if that's the right bet necessarily. He's definitely going to be favored, but it's going to be tough. It's interesting because you're going to have, I think, two or three guys uh, through two or three quarterbacks who were drafted here early. uh, I think are going to go probably go right into starting jobs. 
So you could start right at the top of the draft. Trevor Lawrence is going to be the first overall pick. Uh, there was the report that came out recently. Uh, you saw the the, uh, the NFL Fox Instagram account tweeted uh, Zach Wilson. They say he's a lock to the Jets at two. And if he's a lock, he's probably going to be locked in as a starter. Uh, San Francisco traded up to three. Chances are they're going to take a quarterback, whether it's Justin Fields, Mac Jones, uh, Trey Lance. Uh, that that will have, they'll have, probably have an opportunity to start there too. Uh, a lot of great receivers are going to be uh, going off the board early, like Jamar Chase, uh, Jalen Waddle, right? So I, I think you're going to have a, a bevy uh, of guys to be able to bet on. Uh, depending on where Jamar Chase goes, I think Jamar Chase has the opportunity to create a, a, a rookie impact or a year one impact similar to Odell Beckham Jr. and Justin Jefferson. Uh, it, it seems like LSU is DBU, but lately – uh, and you could include Jarvis Landry in there too. Uh, it, it seems like they're transitioning and they're becoming uh, wide receiver you. Uh, so depending on where Jamar Chase goes, whether it's the Bengals at five uh, who need another receiver, uh, whether it's the Dolphins at six, maybe they give Tua an option to throw at. Uh, maybe he goes to, to, to Dallas at 10 or the Giants at 11. Uh, I see Waddle being mocked to the Giants a, a lot. Uh, but I, I, I like Chase. For, for value purposes because I think a lot of people are going to be locked in on the quarterbacks. And the receiving class this year is, is tremendous. It's outstanding. What do you think of Johnny? Dude, honestly, what you said it sounds great, but at the end of the day, dude, like, like most awards, it's a quarterback award. I mean, looking at, looking at the past 20 winners, you get every now and then you get a couple running backs that will win it, so that's not a surprise. Like Barkley won it. Alvin Kamara won it. The only receiver in the last like 15 plus years to win it was Odell Beckham in 2014. Um, I don't really think there was a standout quarterback, rookie quarterback in that draft. I could be, my memory might be uh, a little hazy on that. But honestly, dude, it, it, it's a quarterback award. And the way the draft's shaken up, I think Zach Wilson looks like he's going to go number two. So then it depends on if he's actually going to play over Sam Darnold right away. Um, it looks like Mac Jones might be going three to the Niners, and then he might be sitting behind Jimmy G. I would honestly say either Trevor Lawrence is a bet, and I know obviously he's the overwhelming odds. I would say either probably Trevor Lawrence or depends where Trey Lance goes. If Trey Lance goes somewhere uh, and he starts right away and he has a good season. But it, it, it's predominantly a quarterback award. I mean, Justin Jefferson had an unbelievable season last year. Right. One of the best receiving rookie seasons right. ever. And he, still did, and he still didn't win. Right. So, I mean, that just goes to show how difficult it is. So I'd probably say the best bets to me are going to be either Trevor Lawrence or, and it depends where Trey Lance goes. So let's and take a look at, let's take a look at Michael's mock draft here, right? So he's got Lawrence, of course, going one, Wilson two. He's got Lance going to the 49ers, which means he wouldn't play. The Falcons taking Justin Fields. I mean, we got a crazy parlay here, a four-quarterback parlay for the first four picks, which would be wild. I don't think the fact that they're going to take a QB. I don't think they really have to. Because I think they – I mean, it, I think if for some reason, you know, Wilson fell on them, they take him. But uh, I think they're going to run it back with Matt Ryan. The issue with the Falcons is not the offense. It's always been the defense. Look yep. at their five through eight here. You got Jamar Chase going to the Bengals, Joe, which I, I don't see how the Bengals could pass over Sewell. How do you not pick Sewell there you have uh, to pick at Oregon? Sewell. You got to pick him for Joe Burrow. Um, but, hey, if Sewell falls to the Dolphins, I think they're going to be the happiest people in the bunch trading, trading down and then up. 
Devonta Smith going to the Lions. Lions need a lot of help. He's got Matt Jones going to the Panthers, which is interesting. I mean, time to move on from Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, if you love Mac Jones, but the other rumors are, you know, Mac Jones might go to the, the 49ers at three. I think that's a really gutsy move. And I think one way or another, I think Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, they're going to be fired within five years because there's immense pressure on them right now, guys. If they don't win the Super Bowl or at least get to the Super Bowl again, they're done. I don't, I don't see how, and you can look at it this way. If I, if I, if I gave you a list of every NFL coach right now, and I said, in seven years, who's still going to be hired with their current team? You probably come back and give me like a list of three people. So it's just uh, it's a it's a number it's a it's a matter of time. Johnny shaking his head. Well, what do you think about about me saying Shanahan could be on the hot seat? Because basically, if you're going to go Garoppolo this year, then that means the, your clock is going to start the following season. They're going to hope. Oh, it's a Mahomes-like rookie uh, software. It's not going to happen. Then you got two more years to get it done. Before you're gonna have to be in a situation of are we gonna extend this guy and give him the big money? So that's why I'm thinking the four ers might be in some trouble here, despite people thinking everything's looking all hunky dory. Listen, let me let me tell you something. I this is a, this is a typecast thing. It's not always true, but I find it to be more times than not true. I'm always hesitant about Alabama quarterbacks. You look Hell at yeah. it. You don't look. I mean, we haven't seen an Alabama quarterback that has. That has come into the NFL and dominated. Jalen Hurts looked good for a couple games. Joe Namath, that's it. Yeah, exactly. So I'm mean, like, but Maybe I will say dominated. this: Kyle Shanahan is one of the brightest offensive minds in the game. So if he's moving up for him, he sees something. I mean, everybody's putting out the comparisons. Look what he did with Matt Ryan. I mean, Matt Ryan was was one of the best quarterbacks in the league before he even got there. Now he throws the great system in there. Kirk Cousins, he did it with. So and he turned Jimmy Garoppolo into a Super Bowl uh, appearing quarterback. If he wants Mac Jones, there's a reason because he runs a certain offense. He lives. Right. His butter is off the offensive run zone scheme. So with that being said, he's going for Mac Jones if it's the case because he sees something. Maybe he doesn't think Trey Lance is the fit for or Justin Fields. He's looking at something individually. And it's not really fair to compare 2020 season as a failure. They yep. really a lot were of injuries. Riddle team like, like I've never seen before in my life. I think the Niners are very young, and they have a lot of studs. So, to me, this is a team that's still going to be or could be a superpower in the NFC for at least the next three years. They, they, have need, a- to make, they need to make the playoffs this year because the Saints, I'm going to – I don't think they're making the playoffs. They might be absolutely horrible. So, that's a – and they, you know, they got to make the playoffs this year, I think. Uh, it's, it's important, and – you know, the whole thing with Garoppolo, people think, oh, he's the problem. But, I mean, his, his record there speaks for itself. And the record when he's injured speaks for itself, too. Joe, in 2022, are we going to finally see Garoppolo back with the Patriots, replacing Cam Newton? Yeah, I think it's certainly possible. Uh, I mean, we've seen rumblings and reports that the Patriots were looking to trade up. Uh, they get a lot of players back this season because a lot of players decided to opt out last year because of everything uh, with the COVID. Uh, so the Patriots are likely to be uh, going to be an improved roster. So this is the year it makes sense. They never trade up in the draft. If you're going to draft, if you're going to trade up in the draft and you're looking for a quarterback, uh, there are a couple of options out there that I think would intrigue uh, Bill Belichick to do so. Uh, but to go back to the 49ers for a second, the NFC West is a really tough division. It's yeah. 
It is a gauntlet. The Cardinals are stacking up now. I mean, they're Cardinals ready. are stacking up. They would have been in the playoffs last year if Mara doesn't get hurt. The Rams went out to get Stafford, depending on how you feel. I mean, that defense was really good last year. Those are four good teams. I don't know if any of them are, I would say, great. Maybe the Rams have the highest potential to be great. But as of right now, all four of those teams are good. Like if they all win nine, if they all win nine games next year or ten games and, and above. Nine and eight, that'd be bad. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get our five hundred. Right. Yeah, with the new with the new game. Yeah, we gotta what well we can talk about that, but first I'll yeah, talk about please. the Cardinals since we're we're on them here. Uh this team, I think, you know, JJ Watt, AJ Green, I'm assuming they're gonna work something out with Fitzgerald to come back. Uh, this team, to me, should win the NFC West, and Ooh, I, I, I think I just should've, they should have won it last year. You know, no, they issues, not, oh, they weren't on. they weren't first Nick. for a while. They weren't first Nick. for a while. You know, you That's... know, Russell Wilson is having major issues with Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll should have been fired years ago. This is he's this not going anywhere. Russell, Russell he's Wilson not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. anywhere. But the no, Seahawks are not that good, other than Russell Wilson. It, Excuse me, they have they have Papa DK Metcalf. And Lockett's pretty good. Bobby Wagner. They have Chris Carson. Listen. Defense is not what it used to be. It definitely is. But you know something? But, but you know something? Russell Wilson was afforded one of the best defenses of all time for his right. first years. Without that defense, he is he is not even viewed as a top 10 quarterback. What do you think? Joe loves Russell Wilson. I, love so Russell. I hate Russell Wilson. I Personally, I, think- I don't have anything against him. Professionally, I think he's overrated as hell. I disagree with you there. Uh, I think I, Russell Wilson would have been better suited with the uh, the New York Giants. I think the problem with the Seahawks is they've developed uh, a, a roster that through the years is a little too top heavy. Uh, I think I think Carroll is like so. I'm a huge Yankees guy, so I always used to have problems with like Joe Girardi. Carroll is the kind of guy Russell Wilson, who, a Yankee, by the way, Yankee property. He he's the kind of coach who gets talent to overachieve, but with his best teams, he's probably underachieved, right? So, uh, but I mean... I think, I I think Pete Carroll's holding the Seahawks back. If Tom Coughlin can win two Super Bowls and get fired, why can't Pete Carroll, who literally blew the Super Bowl and countless issues in the po- in the postseason? That, that's my issue right there, what you just said. Like, yes, he made a stupid call, and he should definitely be crucified for it. But, bro, I, I've said this for years. Any quarterback, and this blows my mind, I believe that the media has certain narratives for or against certain players, especially quarterbacks, and whether they're true or not. The narrative is this. Yes, Pete Carroll is an idiot for that call. But if any quarterback not named Tom Brady, maybe Ben Roethlisberger throw that ball, they are crucified yeah. for blowing the interception. I've never heard a word that said Russell Wilson choked it away. Because no, I, don't, I don't disagree with you. I think I've I think never it heard it. It's always about Pete Carroll not calling a run, which, yes, he should have. But at the end of the day, Russell Wilson right. still blew. He had a gift. He was given a gift. Jermaine Kirsch made like a circus delight type of catch to get them down there. A, a usual luck that he, he's got in his career. He blows the Super Bowl, and they don't talk about it. God forbid Matt Ryan threw that. Matt Ryan, Aaron Rodgers, Tony Romo, Philip Rivers, anybody not named Brady or maybe Big Ben, forget it. Forget it. They will never hear of it. Yeah, I just think 
beyond that, I think the last few years, Carroll's coaching has been questionable. But now, as the NFC West, tremendous pressure on the Rams, who I think are not going to be good with Matthew Stafford. He's the first. I think he's overrated. I never liked Matthew Stafford. Guys, 0-3 in the playoffs. Uh, He's he's usually always hurt. I don't think he's just a huge upgrade over Jared Goff. I guess you, I mean I know you guys probably do, but I don't. I don't see this guy coming in right away and bam, the the, the Rams are winning the Super Bowl thanks to Matthew Stafford. To me, I, I find that hard to believe. I I don't I don't think he's a difference maker in the sense that what? he's going to put them over the top. Excuse you, I mean, bro, they got the Super Bowl with Jared Goddamn Goff. Yeah, bro, listen, I'll Jared Goff's you, been better in the postseason than Stafford. Bro, that's because look at the team and coaching Jared Goff had. I love I, I let me let me break it down for you guys right now. The Rams are plus thirteen hundred to yeah. win the whole thing. Now I, I wouldn't make a bet before the draft because there's not that Tom Brady like like move that happened that that shook up the entire league that would have me making a futures bet at this point in time. But looking at the Rams, dude, what don't they have? They to me Stafford is a big jump over. He's got by far his best roster, by far his best coach. Look, McVay turned Goff into a, a 35-plus touchdown quarterback. I mean, he turned him into a Super Bowl-appearing quarterback the way that Kyle Shanahan did it for Jimmy G. Uh, I, Todd Gurley was very good, though. Yeah, exactly. Yes, that, that is very true. But Cam Akers, is still, he's very good. He's up and coming. They have Cooper Cup. They have Robert Woods. They have Tyler Higby. They have a great defense and a great head coach. And let me tell you something, dude, and I got to be honest with you, Let's look at the NFC, shall we? Because we think the Saints are going to take a step back. Does anyone, aside from Tampa Bay, really say, you know what? That's a team that's going to go all the way. We've been there, done that with the Packers. Until they make some real commitments to Aaron Rodgers' offense, they're not, they're not going to be able to get over that hump. Because guess what? The Green Bay Packers, as much as I love to watch them, they are soft. They are built from the outside in. They're a soft team. That's why they lose to more physical teams like a Tampa Bay, the NFC East, no thank you. So really, to me, it's the Rams and the Bucs is the two teams to beat in the NFC at the moment and then throw the Packers in there as maybe the third team. So, and the Rams can beat the Bucs. We've seen it. Joe, so, do you think you think Stafford gets hurt this year? Uh, well, I mean, that depends on if that offensive line can stay healthy. Uh, Andre uh, Whitworth uh, was hurt last year, I believe. So, I mean – the Rams and the Seahawks both have the same problem. They have a lot of talent up top. If they lose one or two key guys, all of a sudden the depth issues with both those teams start creeping through. And you kind of saw it last year with the Niners a little bit. Uh, I like what the Cardinals are doing. They're building up a lot of depth. Uh, I think, to his point, I, I if we both or if the three of us believe that now the Saints are going to take a step back, and at some point they will take a step back. You know, you can only win, you can only win ten plus games for so many Speaking years. Of the Saints, before. you guys think Jameis is going to start, or you think he'll he be better, bro? Oh my God, I would love to start. Just start, man. There was nothing there. There has been few things in this life that have joyed me more to watch than the 2019 Jameis Winston experience. Loved it. I think he'll have a good. I think he'll have a good season under Sean Payton. There's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff that he needed to work on coming, like uh, from away I, from I could see, I could see this being Payton's last year in New Orleans. They might say we're in such cap in misery. Jameis isn't going to be a superstar here. We got to rebuild. He's going to say, "I'm not rebuilding. Get me out of here. I'll go coach a championship contender." 
Right. Yep, totally fair. Well, let's look at let's look at some more mock here. So we got yep. Kyle Pitts going to the Cardinals. If they get him, plus whatever they already got, that's you know, that's pretty ridiculous right there. Patrick Sertan, my rule is you never draft a USC guy, you never draft an Alabama guy. More times than not, they're busts in the NFL. But you know what? The Cowboys, they always go for those big name corners uh, out of college. I don't know why he has J.C. Horn going to the, the Giants. The Giants don't need a cornerback. They got a Dory Jackson. Okay, so they, they're pretty set there at Bradbury. Now, Quiddy Pay, um, he's, a, he's a beast. If the Eagles got him, they're lucky. They're fortunate. But who? The, I don't know what the Eagles are doing. I know, John, you're very upset with the Eagles just being this absolute dumpster fire right now. What, 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 what direction they're going to go? I mean, dude, it's comical, man. It's comical because – we literally just talked about it before we went live. The Eagles literally go out of their way to not draft savage wide receivers. They passed on Papa DK. Like Papa DK was legitimately jumping off the charts in terms of, of his combine. And they said, no, thanks. We're not going to take you. So they're literally in a position to, to get a Devontae Smith, to get a, maybe a Jamar Chase, to, to get a Waddle. And then what do they do? They trade back. Fine. Listen, you never know. Things happen. Like look at – I mean, look Look what happened. The, the Raiders took Henry Ruggs way over C.D. Lamb. The Cowboys ended up stealing him at 18 or 17 or 18 a couple years ago or last year or whatever it was. And look how it worked out. So, so maybe the Eagles get lucky. They need a bona fide wide receiver one. They do need a lot of other help. But guess what, man? I enjoyed watching Jalen Hurts, dude. I, for the few games he was playing, I enjoyed yeah. If only he played the last full game of the season. Yeah, he needs, a, he needs a big wide receiver one after they let Alshon Jeffrey go. They're all on their way out. Looks like Zach Hurts might be getting traded. The only formidable pass catcher that you can probably count on being there outside of Zach Hurts, if he is, is Dallas Goddard. And he's a tight end. So they need a receiver. And there's plenty of receiving talent to go around in the top 15. So I think if Philly – goes anywhere they gotta get a receiver dude they have to right and we'll say the nfc so i'm just gonna go through this real quick for sean slater to the chargers would be great for justin herbert elijah vera tucker who knows with the usc guys parsons i think if you put him on the patriots that's scary they have like 13 linebackers right now he's the guy <laughs> the giants should be targeting and like joe mentioned earlier everyone's coming back defensively patriots defense is gonna be really good we'll see about cam Newton. gregory Rousseau, this guy's a monster too uh, the Giants should be targeting Rousseau, uh, Parsons, or Pay. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't see why they would go any other direction than than defense. If you want to take, uh, if you want to take Slater because you want to boost up that offensive line because you literally cut your best offensive lineman, one of the best linemen in the league, and Kevin Zeitler, and didn't replace him. Um, I think that's the way to go too. But Joe, where do you think the Giants should be should be thinking here with their mindset in the draft? Well, I think you hit the nail on the head. They just signed to Dory Jackson. Uh, Bradbury was one of the best corners throughout the entire season last year. He was very, very consistent. Uh, defense seems like the back seven is rounding out very nicely into form. Uh, so if I'm the Giants, uh, my first instinct is if you don't see a player that you, you love at 11, you should trade down. Because I do think if you trade down a little bit, you'll be able to get either an offensive lineman uh, or a, a much-needed edge rush guy uh, that I think are probably, at this point, the two priority positions. It's going to be intriguing because I think the Giants are going to have a major, major decision to make at 11 because I believe there's a scenario there where both Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle are still on the board. Very similar last year uh, to both Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs. 
And I think both the Bama receivers are going to be absolute studs in the NFL. I think they're going to be plug and play uh, top two receivers from day one. Uh, if you give Daniel Jones that kind of impact player uh, with Saquon Barkley coming back uh, with the rest of the talent that they do have on offense, and they are talented, uh, that's intriguing. But I do think offensive line, I do think uh, the edge guys are, are much more of a need at this point. Here's what I think is going to be interesting in Michael's mock draft. Uh, he's got the Raiders taking Alex Leatherwood, followed by Jalen Waddell uh, to the Dolphins. There's literally no chance that the Raiders wouldn't take yet another wide receiver. You saw last year. If Waddle's on the board, they're going to take him, I think. Um, but what is, what's interesting here is Waddle to the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins, they're either going to try to get Waddle or Smith. And you know what? It's not beyond the realm of possibility that they could get both. And pull with Tua. Uh, John, what do you think the Dolphins should be looking in, in this draft here? And how far off are they from being a legit playoff team? Dude, I I was saying this the other day. Football is is better when the Miami Dolphins are good. I enjoyed watching the Dolphins at many points last year. I mean, to be honest, more so with Fitzpatrick under center. I listen, if they think two is their guy and they're obviously gonna give him a chance, or they're probably not gonna take a quarterback this year because they just got one last year and they have to really give to a, a shot. I love their roster. I really, really do. They have Devontae Parker, who started to fill out. Preston Williams is a stud, dude. He's a tower out there. He's just got to stay healthy. They just picked up Will Fuller. They got Mike Kosicki. They got Miles Gaston, who's been a surprise stud in the backfield. Their offensive line, they're trying to build it up. I would, and their, their, and their defense is very underrated. It, right. it is pretty good with some young guys. I would probably say, I would like to see them go another receiver. I got to tell you. I mean, I, I want them to go a different quarterback because I don't believe in Tua. Like I said, I don't believe in the Bama guys yeah. for the most part. But if we're going to just sit here and give him his fair shot, I would like to see them get like a Jalen Waddle. Just yeah. it all over. Why not, dude? The, the AFC East is up for grabs right now. As good as Buffalo was. Buffalo is going to be good. They might lose a few extra games just because yeah. the, the Patriots defense is going to be a lot yeah. better here. Yeah, man, listen, Buffalo ran away with the division last year. I think this year that division is up for grabs. And I got to tell you, it wouldn't surprise me to see the Jets even come out winning maybe six games, seven wow. games. Joe, would you be surprised by the Jets winning six? Robert Sala, man, he is a great coach. Now I want to see what he's I, doing. I agree. He's, he's a good – I mean, look, the 49ers were only good last year because of his defense. But right now the Jets still have literally like a horrible roster. And it's a real shame because – you know, Zach Wilson could be dead on arrival here. All it's going to take is one interception in the first game of the season, and he's going to get booed, which is unfair to him because it's nothing to do with him. And you're lucky that Sam Donald got off to such a great start on Monday Night Football against the Lions because otherwise you, you Jets fans would have been vicious to him too. Uh, but there is a spot I think Sam Donald could go. You're not going to get more than a sixth or seventh round pick for him, though, Joe. That's and I, well, really, just look at it. I mean, who's no one? He's not bad, though, dude. Listen, he hasn't been put. I understand, but the Jets good. are in a bad spot. If they pick Zach they, Wilson and Donald on the roster, you're but I'm saying I, I just don't think I don't right. think Sam. I think Sam Donald hasn't gotten a, a fair shake in terms of the coach. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. The Jets are going to be the first um, team to have uh, two. Top four picks that are quarterbacks in, in on their roster, and it's four years in a row. But there's a spot where you can go, Joe, and that would be if you look here, the mock draft, the Washington football team, because they're really going to say we're going 
go from division champs with Alex Smith, downgrade to Fitzpatrick, bring him in, and he's he's going to make us division champs again. We were on the Alex Smith train last August, but this would be a great pick, Liam Eichenberg. If you if you gave me a a, a draft and you said here's a blank board, tell me what you want to get, and I say get me a Notre Dame offensive lineman. It always works out. They're absolute yeah. beasts. So yeah. I think Liam Eichenberg would be great with any team, anybody for Notre Dame. If you're if you're a big col- uh, col- uh, high school guy and you want and you're an offensive lineman, you should go to Notre Dame because chances are you'll be a first round pick and an all pro. But Joe, what do you think about the Washington football team and their crazy situation right now? I mean, that's the team. If I'm the Jets, I'm, if I'm want to trade Sam Darnold, that's the team I'm willing to call. Uh, people forget that the Jets have two first round picks. They have Seattle's at 23. Maybe you call up Washington and say, we'll give you 23 and we'll give you Sam Darnold to move up four spots. And then you give us another draft pick, maybe a third rounder, maybe a fourth rounder, something like that. I think that's a trade. That's something uh, worth looking into that I think would benefit both teams. Uh, you have the Raiders at 17. Uh, as, as, as much as I do like watching Derek Carr play, uh, still kind of get the feeling that John Gruden and Mike Mayock aren't totally aligned on which quarterback they want to uh, look into the, the foreseeable future with. Obviously, uh, Marcus Mariota is staying there, and he decided to stay there because the organization was very yeah. loyal to him, which I think is uh, pretty which, To me, that, if I'm him, I would have said, uh, I'm not reworking this, so cut me, because I'm going to go start somewhere else. You don't think this guy could have started for the Patriots or the Bears or the so Washington football team? Yeah. Mariota, no. You don't, think, you, don't think, you don't think he could start again? He, can he start again? Yes. I'm saying, like, I, it's not a given that he would start over any of those guys. I mean, like, if he played for, like, Chicago, I'm sure he would get a shot to, to start because that, that's, like, a legit revolving door. But, I mean, I we got to understand, this isn't the same Marcus Mariota that won Rookie of the Year that, you know, six years ago, whatever it was. Like, that was when he came out and he, he, he balled out. And that's not the same guy. And, like, the, the NFL's changed. He's not the same player. He's not in the same. He's not in the same offensive system. Like I, I don't know what the hell Vegas is doing, man. Like I mean, they got some horses, but then like now they're devaluing Josh Jacobs by adding Kenyon Drake. Like that's a cool one too. But Jacobs is the definition of a workhorse. And then they're trying to add Henry Ruggs, who's not a polished receiver, because they want him to be uh, their version of Tyree Kill. They just cut Tyrell Williams. The only real weapon they have as a pass catcher that you can count on is Darren Waller. Right. Joe, and you know, you, Joe, you and I we kind of agree on this. I think if someone, you know, stopped doing the square peg in the round hole thing and, and built the system around these guys, Mariota and Trubisky could be successful in this league. The, the worst thing the Bears did last year was bench Trubisky for, for Nick Foles, who gives you absolutely nothing. At least Trubisky could run around or whatever. But now Trubisky's backing up in, with the Bills with Josh Allen, so he's never probably going to start again. But, uh, Joe, thoughts on, you know, the quarterback carousel in general this offseason? I think you give Marcus Mariota an opportunity, he could be an elite game manager, right? He could be an Alex Smith type, which is totally fine because those guys are capable of winning games. Uh, Mariota is always great in the red zone. Uh, he's very, very efficient. Uh, in terms of physical tools, not off the, the charts, obviously, uh, but he's got the brain power to at least hang around the league, and, and he's going to get another opportunity to start, whether it's with Vegas, with the Raiders, or, or elsewhere. That opportunity is, is definitely going to come about. Uh, I think Trubisky and Donald are kind of in the same boat. Uh, I think I do think the Jets will be able to get something for Sam, whether it's like a second-round pick and a conditional pick or maybe like two-thirds or, or, or something like that. Uh, teams 
are, are willing to take chances on these guys. Uh, and, and I will also, also compare Mariota to another guy I think uh, he compares favorably to, and that's Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, and you saw the Panthers last year, although they weren't necessarily good, I think Bridgewater, given the circumstances and given Christian McCaffrey's injury, uh, actually played really well throughout the season. So all those yeah. guys are kind of in the same boat. I was they're, impressed they're, by Matt Rule. The Panthers look good uh, despite McCaffrey. I think they can make a big step forward this year. Uh, but speaking of quarterbacks and better quarterbacks, John, let me put you in Dave Gettleman's shoes. You have Daniel Jones who turns the ball over a ton, maybe not 100% certain him. Then he comes, he gets a big injury last year. Are you going to go out there and sign Matt, Mike Glennon as your backup, or are you going to get somebody who could actually maybe win some games as a starter in the NFL? You always want somebody that can step into the shoes. Backup quarterback is the best position in all sports. Just ask Alex Moran or Chase Daniel. <laughs> I'm backup quarterback, man, because when lightning strikes, you got to have a guy that can, you got to have a captain that could steer the ship in, in terms of chaos. I am an advocate. I want to say, I, I, I think this is Daniel Jones's time. He finally has a legitimate shot. He's got everything he needs right now. I would say maybe just, you know, it'd be sexy to go get a receiver to add another weapon. But the, like you said, they let Kevin Zeitler go. They, they need to fill up that offensive line. Yeah. But the Giants could be a fun team to watch this year. I, I want to see how it goes. I love the addition of Baby Tron. Kenny Galladay is an animal if he is healthy dude i think he could have a career year this year i really do i kind of worry about Galladay because Galladay is known for catching jump balls which right. i because stafford of course he played with the best jump ball receiver of all time calvin johnson now mm -hmm. the thing with daniel jones is they're telling him garrett and and uh judge like do not turn the ball over and you know the fans are going to boo so i think in those 50 50 scenarios Jones is probably more likely to say, I'm going to tuck it and run or take the sack or throw it away than throw it up and throw a pick because that doesn't want to get in trouble. So I'm a little concerned there with Galladay. We'll see what happens. It's very interesting. Backup-wise, I'd really like to see them sign somebody like Trubisky because Mike Glennon's really not going to give you much. I think the way Jones plays, which I like, I, I love that he tries to run around and you know give it his all. But that, to me, it's never a great recipe for success because it, at some point this type of quarterback gets hurt and that you can end up being screwed. The Giants, Joe, I think they could definitely be 7-10 and 10 in the winning division. I think they'll be right in the mix there um, with the 7-10 with the and 10 record. Washington's going to run it back, dude. They're, you think so? With Fitzpatrick? Uh, oh, yeah, dude. Washington, dude, all Washington needs is they, they got to just add a little bit to that secondary. Heineke thinks he's going to start. Bro, dude, I, I mean, listen, let me tell you something. I like Fitzpatrick. He, he is a gunslinger. But if he – he's the X factor right now, depending on what happens with the quarterback situation. Dude, Washington is so much fun to watch. They have a great running duo. Gibby, Antonio Gibson, awesome. J.D. McKissick caught like 80 balls last year. They just picked up Curtis Samuel. They got Terry McLaurin. He's finally got a running mate, and they were teammates at Ohio State. That's great for them chemistry-wise as well. They got Logan Thomas, who's a breakout star, going down the stretch. Their defense, their front seven is disgusting. Maybe the best in football. They have a top five defense. They have a great coach in Ron Rivera that people, players want to play for. Why? And, and bro, the division's up for grabs. Why not? Why can't Washington run it back? If they get some steady play from Fitzpatrick and he doesn't do, you know, uh, too risky things at times and clutch moments, why, why can't they go not? I, I would assume uh, the last time that the. Uh, NFC East had the repeat champ, I think, is the Eagles in 2003 or four. But I would assume right now the betting odds would be favoring the Cowboys to win the division. That's what my assumption would be. 
Joe, what do you, what do you think about the NFC? I think it's going to be again where maybe a team goes nine and eight, but I think we're looking at, at a losing record to win this division. No, I disagree with that. Uh, I, I, there have been divisions in the past where we we've seen uh, a bunch of teams, all four teams, just be bad, and then the next year it kind of changes. Uh, everything is, is so up in the air year to year. I mean, I'll give you a, for instance, like let's say the NFC North or something, right? Like the right. Packers, like what if all three of those teams finish like six? I mean, now I have, I have to start thinking in terms of 17 games. When so I'm ridiculous. We're never going to see a 500 team again until they add an extra game in 10 years. In my head, I'm thinking six and 10. Now it's six and 11. But I mean, well, hopefully they take a game away. I mean, the AFC South is is like that sometimes. It's just you really, you really never know. Maybe Washington does win ten games next year. Maybe the Giants do win ten games next year. Maybe Dallas turns it around. They had, a, they were on paper going into last year. They were on paper good, didn't materialize that way. Uh, but I think at least one of these teams will will be at least a standout team. I think one of these teams will get to can't even say over five hundred anymore. It's going to be nine and eight or, or better. That's oh my god, I just. It's gonna well, take I, I want to I want to get to that. We'll get to that. But uh, you know, I, I just want to finish this mock draft real quick, and then we'll we'll get All to right. the the new schedule here. So, uh, Texas uh, linebacker here, Samuel Cosby, going to the Colts. Rashad Bateman to the Titans. Caleb mm. Farley would be a good pick there for the Jets. Landon Dickerson, they got to replace Pouncey, so he's a center for the Steelers. Uh, Trayvon Morig to the Jaguars. Jalen Phillips, who had a great pro day as an edge rusher. Uh, him and Rousseau, if they both go in the first round, they'll be the first time that two defensive ends from the same school are going uh, in in the first round since Mario Williams and I forget who else from NC State. Then uh, you see the, the Ravens here, the Saints. The Saints got a lot of shoes to fill. Then the final four here, Zayvon Collins, I think is going to be tremendous. He can run like – he can cover people. Uh, he's six foot six. I mean, he's just a tremendous athlete. Najee Harris, I don't get the pick here because if I'm the Bills, I'm planning for – I'm doing this draft in the offseason for one game. I'm going to say, how am I beating the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game? It's not a running back. It's going to be with edge rusher or maybe another wide receiver or tight end. So that's a little questionable. Uh, Dara saw here to replace the, on the offensive line for the Chiefs. The Chiefs, we saw they had issues with the Super Bowl. And then Nixon here to the Bucks at 32. Uh, let's really quickly here talk about the Bills. Uh, John, how far off do you think the Bills are from actually making the Super Bowl? They have no shot right now. I love watching the Bills. I love what they did. They took a huge monumental quantum leap forward. But at the end of the day, they don't have a shot against Kansas City. Very few teams in the AFC do. You put the nail on the head. It would be nice to see them add another receiver. It really would. But the, the thing people need to understand is you are not beating nobody. Not any team in the NFL right now is beating Kansas City in a track meet. It's not happening. You have to beat them another way. You have to beat them clock control, with ground and pound, play great defense. You have to have, like you said, edge guys that Tampa showed, like a Shaq Barrett, a JPP that can contain Mahomes, stop him from running around and making some of the great plays that we've seen. They need to shore up that defense. Their offense is good enough, but let me tell you something. They are not – doing an arms race with Kansas City. They have to go defense, I think. And Najee Harris, I want to see – he's going to do great, man. He's going to be a savage. But at the end of the day, they already got Devin Singletary right. and Moss, who they just picked How about these teams learn? Unless it's like a Saquon Barkley or Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Why are you drafting a running back in the first round? You can get right. you can get an Alvin Kamara in the sixth round. So uh, yeah, I don't, I, I'm very anti-going running back in the first round at this point. 
They got to go. I think they got to go defense, man. Defense, maybe maybe one more piece on the offensive line. Their offenses, their offense looked great last year. Um, it's it's got to be defense for them. Their defense was terrible at times. It's not the defense that we've known to come out of Buffalo. All you right. know, for the better part of ten years. Josh been- Allen, though, I, if I was a bet, if I was going to bet right now, I might bet on Josh Allen for MVP next year. I think the odds would be great. Mm, that's that's fair. Uh, Joe, Joe, you think Josh Allen's close to being in the uh, the second tier of quarterbacks as far as like obviously the elite is Mahomes, Brady, and Rodgers, but below that, you think you think Josh Allen's right there? Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, unfortunately, all the stuff with Deshaun Watson's come out in the offseason, so I don't really know what to think about him anymore. He may never play a, another down in the NFL again if right. a lot of those allegations end up being true. For now, we'll give him the benefit of the doubt, and we'll see what happens there. Uh, but that second, that second tier of quarterbacks, Josh Allen's in that second tier of quarterbacks. Russell Wilson's in that second tier of quarterbacks. You're going to have a couple of guys breaking through on the doorstep this year. Uh, guys like Justin Herbert, uh, oh, yeah. who was awesome as a rookie last year. Uh, so uh, I think Lamar Jackson's there as well. Uh, and we'll we'll see what happens with the, a bunch of other guys. I think a lot of other guys are. Are kind of in that like that tier three. I mean, Nick and I did our quarterbacks ranking show, uh, one of the last shows that we did before we we put this on halt. Uh, so there there are a lot of guys who are in that that same range. Uh, but the guys that I just listed, I think for sure are going to be like the standout uh, tier two guys this year. Uh, and if you feel the, the the way we do about Josh Allen, then obviously you got to feel the same way uh, about a guy like Justin Herbert too. Uh, I think he's gonna be. Uh, really, Herbert's really going to be tremendous. He, 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 he could be, already won an MVP. could be a candidate for MVP this year. Depending, yeah. I'm a little worried with the change of the offense, but we see it every year. The, the second year in the league, and he's coming off the greatest rookie year of a quarterback ever. He can make a tremendous jump, and they could actually maybe give the Chiefs a little bit of competition in the, in the AFC West. But, you know, we talked about the Packers recently before. He's got Zayvon Collins going to the Packers here, which is a great pick, but this will continue the trend because not once since Aaron Rodgers has been starting quarterback have the Packers taken a receiver, tight end, or running back in the first round for Aaron Rodgers. So, you know, John, you said the Packers are very soft. What do they need to do here in order to get to the Super Bowl next year? Because as far as I'm concerned, I still think there's a great chance they're going to be in the NFC title game next year uh, just because the West is brutal. So even if your Rams are great, like you said, they are all four teams are going to be great. Uh, and then the, the, the North is a little more winnable, I would think, but what, what do you, what do you think the Packers need to do in order to be playing in the Super Bowl next year? I mean, at the end of the day, listen, I, I did call them soft and I do believe that. I think they, they've added a little bit in the last draft or two, but man, listen, like they need to shore up that defense. Definitely. They have, they have, they have blue chip players at each level of that defense, but the problem is collectively as a unit, they haven't performed up to the level consistently that they need to in order to be a championship team. I mean, the resounding of Kevin King is the cornerback too. I mean, he obviously had a terrible NFC title game. Uh, Scotty Miller just went right past them right before halftime. Yep. Got to continue to shore up some guys up the middle. You know, keep addressing the linebackers and you know the the front line because. They got to be able to handle it and get pressure up the middle. I mean, their defense has a guy like Zadarius Smith who can get you close to 20 sacks in the season. They got a guy like Jair Alexander who is turning into one of the best corners in football. I mean, they just they have some stars at positions, but collectively as a defense, they need to just keep adding. I would say mostly everywhere, 
And offensively, they can get away with what they've been doing because of how great Aaron Rodgers is. But, dude, they need a wide receiver, too. It's not fair to him. Antonio Brown's a free agent. <laughs> Brown's a free agent. I mean, listen, I wouldn't hate to see them get a, a wide receiver in this draft class, but they're probably not going to. You cannot rely on MVS to be your wide receiver, too. He is right now, at best, a hit or miss slot guy, wide receiver three. They need to add a receiver, too. That's an absolute fact. But I think they need to continue to to build that defense because – Maybe not a wide receiver, too, but they should definitely sign Golden Tate. I think he'd help them. I, he's a piece of clutch. I think that, would be, that, would be good enough, man. that would be good enough. A Golden Tate as a wide receiver, too, there would be good enough. If they're not going to go receiver, too, they got to keep adding to that defense because I think their offense can compete with anybody because of number 12. Yeah. So – Let's talk. We were talking about it a few times already, but let's talk about the 17th game here. Joe, I could tell you hate it. What do you think about this? And how many years until we get 18 games? And, and it's a joke that Goodell's like, we're following the science. A one less preseason game makes it safer. So they, a regular season game is safer than a preseason game. That's a lot of BS. It's all about the Benjamins. So but what, do you, what do you think about this whole scenario playing out here? I just wish they would have added the two games at once. I'm okay with eliminating two preseason, preseason games. I'm okay with adding two regular season games. I'm okay with them making more money. It makes all the sense in the world. Uh, I'm okay with them expanding rosters a little bit and then maybe offering an opportunity uh, where you do two bye weeks instead of one bye week. I think that will actually help teams a lot having that extra week in the season. I mean, I totally I, – like, I, I get the, the financial thinking behind this. It's just going to drive me up a, a freaking wall that there are 17 games on the schedule. It's not an even amount of games. Like, to me, that frazzles my brain. All right, we're so used to the term out seven and nine, eight, eight, three and thirteen, ten and six. Like rattle them all off. Just add it. Five. So, John, what do you think about the extra game? As somebody that that's lived for fantasy football betting, a big advocate. Obviously, as you know, I'm a big advocate of fantasy and betting. Binging in front of the TV for twelve hours on a Sunday, nothing makes me happier. I hate hate with a capital H. This. Love it. Tell you why? I'll tell you why. First of all, I cannot stand when the NFL. I, I, I can't stand. I can't stand fake. They're fake. All they preach about is is player safety, right? That's all they preach about. They will. They they care about their players, right? They don't take care of their players. They don't care about them. The owners don't care about them either. Listen, like they know what they signed up for. They're grown men. They made a decision. They're getting paid a lot of money to play a game for a living. When everybody else is, is working like a dog a nine to five job for not enough money, but. Stop preaching player safety, and you're going to add another game, which is an odd number, by the way. And one, and the NFC teams are automatically at a at a, at a disadvantage by playing nine row games. And if you're an Atlanta Falcon, uh, guess what? You're playing ten road games this year because they got to go to London. God forbid you don't do an international game. I don't like I don't like it all in the name of greed. And it's seventeen games. Like it, it, it's not broke, so don't fix it. And I'll tell you another thing I don't like. I hate the fact that now adding a 17th game, it's going to completely rearrange all the records. So now guess what, bro? If Calvin Johnson in 2012 had 17 games, he's 2,000-yard receiver. If Julio Jones had one in 2012, right. he might be 2,000 yards. If Adrian Peterson in 2012 and Derrick Henry last year had 17 games, they're they're breaking Eric Dickerson's record. How many 5,000-yard right. passes? Right, right, right in the record, 
How exactly? We're rewriting record books. Imagine if Dan Marino played in 2021. Exactly. If Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence goes number one, guess what, dude? Let's say he plays 17 years in the league and there's 17 games. Eventually they're probably gonna move it to 18. This is probably just a warm-up before that. But now Trevor Lawrence is getting an entire season plus in his career if he had played the same amount right. of as like a Philip Rivers who played 17 years. It's not it's not right. I don't like it. You're rearranging it. It's not broke, so don't fix it. And it's all in the name of greed. They're like, oh, this is so great for the league. Dude, no, it's not. Like, stop sugarcoating it and stop pretending like you care about right. the when you don't. Like, I just I can't stand it. Right. So now we got the two bye weeks. Yeah. International yeah. games are horrible. I I can't stand them. But eventually, we're going to get to this point where every Sunday, there's going to be a 9 a.m. international game. So you get the 9 o'clock slot, and you got the 1 to 4, the 4 to, se- the four to 7, the 8 o'clock. And, and I was surprised. Me and Joe talked about it during the season. We said, we thought they were going to do Tuesday night football. And you know what? They still might figure out a way to do that. But we'll see. Where's, everything where's changing that. We were thinking it because this year, we kept getting those Tuesday night games, and they were doing massive oh, ratings. Yeah. So we're like, they're going to factor this into the schedule somehow. Well, I'm surprised they didn't. I mean, it's cool to have football every day of the week, but uh, you know, we'll we'll see what happens there. It's going to be crazy, uh, but it's been fun, guys. So let's wrap with this. You know, we'll uh, we'll give our, our super. We guess the Super Bowl picks here, even though it's way too early. Like John said, if you're a better, you should not be betting on this. Wait until after the draft, at least. But uh, wait till we'll, wait till right before the wait till a month before the season. All right. So all right. So Joe, we'll go with you first here. Who, who's your Super Bowl matchup going to be? Ah, you're putting me on the spot first. I'm going to go with a matchup of birds. I'm going to go with the Ravens, and I'm going to go with the Cardinals. All right. I like it. I like it. All right, John, what do you think? You got to go with the Rams. I mean, you're blowing blowing my money where my mouth is. I think the Rams Rams have a great shot to not only get to the Super Bowl but win it. Uh, So I got to go with the Rams, and I don't believe in any AFC team. Uh, to, to beat the Chiefs right now, the Bills they they have to prove their defense is is anything close to worthy of, of hanging out with Kansas City. The matchup wise, everybody's going to beat the Chiefs, right? The Ravens yeah. are Lamar Jackson's not it. They're and they're not built to beat the Chiefs. I mean, it's like Big Brother, Little Brother. So the Ravens know as good of a team as they built. Uh, the only team that I could actually see, and wow. they gave us money, dude. I, I think the Browns might run it back in the AFC Championship game. I can't. They should have beat the Chiefs in the playoffs. They should have beat I, the Chiefs. They came very close, and they. I'm have. gonna go. I'm gonna go a bold prediction because I do think the Chiefs are gonna. The Chiefs are gonna write the ship. It, it's hard to keep them down for too long. Just for my too early prediction, I'm gonna have some fun with it. Let's do the Rams over the Browns. Okay, I like that. So I, I'm I'm big on the Cardinals this year as well. You know, I wanted I wanted to say the I mean the Bucks have 22 stars coming back. <laughs> 22 starters, every starter, and maybe Antonio Brown. But, I mean, it's just so hard to win two years in a row. So, just for that, I'm going to eliminate them and say they're not going to make the Super Bowl. Um, So, I will just go with, you know, who I feel outside of the Chiefs and Bucks have the best chance to make the Super Bowl. And I'm going to go with the Packers. Eventually, they got to break through here. And I'll go with the Packers and the Bills because I think the Bills are the only team that I could see beating the Chiefs at this point. The Browns, I do like that pick, though. I like that a lot. They're, they're a lot better with Odell Beckham Jr., despite people saying they're not. Right. Because put Odell Beckham They got the blue defenders, like a Miles Garrett that can really right. – I mean, he had, a, he had a tough time with the COVID and, you know, the injuries. It was a weird year last year. Their defense 
has a lot of studs and they had a lot of good guys miss some big time last year. And let's call it what it is. The NFL wanted the Chiefs to win that game because they hosed the Browns right before halftime for that right. And the NFL needs to do away with that going into the going into the end zone fumble touchback total bailout. And bro, they got to get rid of that. The Browns, the Browns got hosed last year before halftime. No doubt about it. I mean, if you're not gonna, you know, if you're gonna, it's, it, and I say this all the time, it's gonna happen in the the Bucks Packers game. If you're gonna not call flags the whole game, you can't call them at the end of the game. If you're gonna call them all game, you can't not call them at the end of the game. There's got to be some more consistency. But, fellas, that was a lot of fun. Uh, we're here filling in. You guys are filling in for Michael, and it was awesome. So, you know, make sure you check out Johnny and Joe on inthezone.io. Johnny, of course, has his baseball picks out now. And Joe hosts the best podcast in the world with me on In The Zone. You know I'm right. Big guest, nonstop. Just had a 100th episode with Scott Rogalski and Nan Verk. Our 102nd episode with David Rohde and Ishraf, 103. Uh, Jason Stark coming on next week. So then we got Paul Dottino, John Schmelk. We're going to get Brian Costello. We got the NFL guys coming up. So take a note, you know, go, go check it out in the zone that I, all of our work is there. So for Johnny V TV, the gambling Guinea and for Joe Calabrese, I am Nick Durst. We hope Michael is enjoying his vacation in Florida. He'll be back on Monday at four Eastern. I'm Nick Durst. And this has been destination draft day. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.